This is episode number 45 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last episode, I introduced you to the idea of a gentle come down, the period of rest and integration after a time of intensity and expansion. I hope you took the homework to heart and have been enjoying soothing salt baths this past week. I know I have. This episode, I want to explore a principle that is basic to this entire podcast, which is that intimacy in all forms is a practice and is something you do because you are committed to it, whether you are in the mood or not. This week, I'm going to talk about doing it even when you don't feel like it. It's not necessarily what you think. Okay, so just to get out of the way, whatever assumptions are already running through your head, I'm not talking about sex, though I'm not not talking about sex. When I say doing it, I'm talking about all the countless ways that we might connect with our partners and even our close friends to feed the feelings of connection, warmth, vitality, playfulness, safety, and trust. This can include our sensual and erotic connection. Maintaining intimacy as a practice when things already feel friendly and fun is great. But engaging in our intimacy practices through the tougher, leaner times is actually what's going to keep our relationships going, prevent breakdown, and ensure we have the support we need when we most need it. That's what I mean when I say doing it even when you don't feel like it. And it's not easy to do. If you have been following my recent episodes, you know that in mid-October, my husband and I had a painful loss. And though in episode 43, I talked about how that challenge has bonded us closer, the rest of the story is that it has definitely strained our relationship too. There was a period for a while when every other day was not a good day between us. And as I was watching this pattern unfold, I realized, oh no, this is not good. I cannot let our relationship fray when we both most desperately need one another. So I started experimenting with doing it when I didn't feel like it. The idea for this episode came when one day he came home from work and the sad, tired, and wounded part of me wanted to give him the cold shoulder and let him come greet me rather than extend a welcome to him. Instead, as a practice, and even though I didn't feel like it, I tackled him at the front door. Before giving him a chance to take off his shoes, I climbed under and around him with cuddles and kisses and welcome homes and warmth, and we both erupted in laughter and proceeded to have an amazing night of playfulness and kindness and nurturing sexual connection, which we both needed very much, all because I chose to greet him with enthusiasm, even when I really didn't want to. Clients of mine recently showed me yet another striking example of doing it when we don't feel like it. They are the parents of two young children and are also both juggling careers, an extraordinary feat of tenacity and commitment. When we sat down for last week's session, I asked what was present for them as we were beginning. They both admitted that they didn't really want to be there, that they had so much other work they needed to do, and that they felt grumpy for having to interrupt that work to meet for the intimacy coaching. Of course, hearing that, I celebrated them, because I understand that the reality of prioritizing intimacy through the grind of the day-to-day often looks like a great deal of resistance inside. 
If we wait until we feel like it to do the things that will help us, we will never get up off the couch, out of the funk, off the phone or computer, free from the resentment, and into connection. This couple's willingness to lean into the practice of meeting for our session in the face of everything that told them that they didn't have the time is why, in fact, they are making it through an especially challenging phase in their lives. After acknowledging their resistance and honoring their courage to show up anyway, I proceeded to have a powerful coaching session with them that ended with the couple acknowledging gratitude for the work we did. In other words, in the end, they were glad they showed up. So, let's say you don't have an appointment with your intimacy coach to pull you out of your habitual routines. How then do you lean into connection even when you don't feel like it? Though it looks like there's only one person in each of us, another way to think about personal growth is that there are, in fact, several parts inside of all of us acting at all times. So, for example, when my husband got home the evening of the week when we had been arguing a lot, a part of me that still felt the sting of our recent friction was contracted and wanted to punish him by seeming unavailable when he entered the door. Had I aligned with that part, our evening would have gone very differently. But another part of me knew I have the power to flip the script at any moment and cultivate forgiveness and playfulness if I choose. I chose to align with that part. Because it wasn't the only impulse inside of me, it definitely took effort to do so. Somewhat like the effort to flex a bicep when curling a heavy dumbbell against gravity. It's a pushing through, an emotional calorie burn. And what tugs me, or anyone, over the resistance is rarely anything sophisticated or advanced. It's something very simple. It's the will and commitment to do better. And that's it. As a beloved graduate school mentor of mine used to say to me when I was struggling through my dissertation, it's a Nike thing. Just do it. Make intimacy a practice because that's the way to have the intimacy you want. Not because it's fun or easy or convenient or gratifying or appeases your ego. To the contrary, your ego will say things like, they deserve punishment, or you need to protect yourself, or your partner is wrong and you are right. And you have the option not to let any of those analyses have the final word. You have the option not to align with the impulse to disconnect. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's right. Instead, you can choose to say, good morning, honey, even after a tough night. Or, I'm sorry, even when you're sure they are at fault too. Or even, I miss you, can we try again, even though you are tired and worn? Steadiness in intimacy is not always pretty. It takes humility, a softening of our righteousness, a breathing through our defenses, an unclenching of the emotional and physical mus muscles that might have been chronically clenched, and a whole lot of practice. Now, before I give you this week's practice, let me add a qualifier. Doing it, even when you don't feel like it, is not about violating your personal boundaries or overriding your truth. The balancing point between working through resistance in a healthy way and dissociating from what you actually need takes practice, and sometimes even outside help to discern. 
If you feel you are risking overriding your limits, then it's the right thing to take a break and not push it. For me, when I push through resistance when it's the right thing to do, I usually feel a surge of clarity, energy, and even joy. When I push through resistance when I really need to honor myself and slow down, I usually feel spacey, ungrounded, and less connected to myself. Listening to your body's feedback in response to your choices and staying forgiving with what you learn is the best way I know to grow this discernment. Okay, on to the homework. For this week's practice, look for at least one place in your life where you can do a bicep curl in intimacy, so to speak, and lift the weight. Maybe it's to give your partner a hug after a stretch of coldness or disconnection. Perhaps it's to journal to help yourself relieve some pressure inside if you have been resisting journaling. Do it even though you don't feel like it. Notice the results. And then tomorrow, do it again. And the next day, well, you know what I'm going to say. Healthy intimacy is not a given. It's a practice. It asks us for discipline and consistency and will reward us immeasurably with the kind of love and support we desire. When the resistance comes up, just imagine my voice cheering you on and saying, just do it in support of you letting something soften, letting love in and trying again. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh,